You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You say you don't like this song, Dick, but yet you're, here you it's are. It's a Dan. joke. <laughs> I just let it come over me, and now it's gone through the system. I approve. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. This is Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, you can always listen to it, listen to the station, listen to me on the app, Lone Star Community Radio app, on any Android or iPhone device. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media stuff, uh, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and what's the, oh, Facebook. Facebook's the other one. Everything is Jake from, Lone, or, sorry, Jake from Sports Talk, and you can reach out to me on the Facebook page at uh, Jake from Sports Talk, or send me an email to uh, Jacob Lafleur, 1993 at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. I, I want to open the lines of discussion about the things we uh, talk about here. I want to know what you think. Chime in. Let me know. Tell me whether you agree with me or you disagree with me. You think I'm an idiot or you think I'm, you know, the next world's smartest person? Because, you know, personally, I, I know I'm the next, you know, world's smartest person. So, but yes, you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. I am so glad to have your attention this beautiful Wednesday Unfortunately, we're going to have some nasty weather, but uh, hopefully hopefully it stays sunny for a little while longer. I'd like to get out there and get some sunshine today. But all right, we're going to hop right into this. Uh, as, we, as I kind of announced last week, everything we're going to do uh, for the start of the show, it's always going to be a wrap-up of basically what happened in the sports world the last time we talked. So to get some you know, flashing news coming across the wire right now, uh, Max Scherzer uh, is pitching against the Marlins today, and they're in the top of the seventh. Washington is winning one nothing right now, but Scherzer has a no hitter going through six innings, and he's trying to add his third no hitter to uh, to his career stats, which is pretty awesome. So um, Washington n- not quite performing entirely up to the uh, standards that a lot of people thought they were going to, and to continue in on you know teams performing either over or under than what we expected. Last week on the uh, week's wrap-up, I talked about the Yankees and, and how well they're performing. And just my luck, the uh, or, you know, to show how unpredictable this the sport of baseball is, actually. Yankees are on a seven-game uh, skid right now. They've lost seven in a row. And, yeah, I I ranted about them last week about, you know, yeah, they're overperforming. Yeah, they're, they're you know, going to shock the 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 playoff world because, you know, as of right now, or as of last week, they were, you know, three and a half games up on the Red Sox and the AL East. And, uh, we, you know, they, a lot of people thought they might, they might make the playoffs in a wild card spot. But, you know, last week I, you started to hear whispers of everybody thinking that, yeah, they really might actually win the AL East. Uh, but now they're on a seven game skid and, uh, that, that's good for me. Uh, other, other baseball shocking news is the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they've got the uh, they're on a five game winning streak right now. They had the best record in the National League, 
and uh, they're only a half game, a game and a half back on the Astros for the best record in the major leagues. I <laughs> I saw this and I went and looked up their roster. I literally I didn't know a single player on the roster. I, I had no clue uh, who any of these guys were. And, you know, I, I am Jake from Sports Talk, so I should know these things. But that's how unknown uh, all their teammates are. And, yeah, and so it was. It, it's real shocking because nobody had them even in, you know, wild card contention at the start of this year. And they are just on fire right now. Um, other news from or other happenings from the last week, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, is expressed that he wants to leave Real Madrid and Spain in general. Um, he's been playing there for the past eight years now. And the reason why he's wanting to leave is he's trying to avoid uh, prosecution for tax evasion. Uh, he's due in court on July 31st. Um, he's actually uh, playing in the Champions Cup right now. And um, and he's supposed to be back, I think, early. Confederations Cup. Confederations Cup. There, there's my resident soccer expert right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest on soccer so Dick is the uh, Dick is a soccer man. So that's good. I'm glad I've got at least some soccer in this show. But yeah, so he's supposed to be back. I think uh, early, even if they go to the finals and they 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 play in the championship, uh, he's supposed to be back early July in Spain. And basically, the entire soccer world is watching to see if he actually goes back at all because he is due in court uh, on the 31st for failing to pay 14.7 million euros. Um, on image rights earned between 2011 and 2014, according to some Spanish state prosecutor. Um, a lot of hoopla. I was actually doing some research into this story yesterday, and I found uh, some uh, commentator for ESPN, and I, I wish I could credit his name, and I feel bad that I forgot it now, but he said that, you know, this all might be a cover by Real Madrid, and, you know, that Real Madrid is actually not happy with Cristiano Ronaldo and Ronaldo's not happy with them. And so they're not creating the story, but they, they sort of planned this story and that, you know, this was their way of making it a clean break between the two parties. Have you heard anything like this? Yeah. Well, I mean, really what they're, you're facing with this scenario is they wanted a hundred million plus for this player. And he's 34 years old, I think, <laughs> or something like that. 32. I don't know how old he is, but that's probably the best way to capitalize on his money, his worth, because in soccer is a little different from other sports yeah. where they actually pay a lot of money for, depending on how old they are and how good, how developed they are. But it it wouldn't surprise me. And also, one thing I don't know you, you touched on is there's a lot of players getting sentenced in Spain for tax evasion. Oh, really? Like Messi was one of them. Well, one I knew of the biggest, Messi, yeah. Uh, and then also Real Madrid's coach during that time, that 2000 period, that you just said, uh, who now coaches Manchester United, has now been indicted. Uh, and then there's a couple other Real Madrid players who have been indicted. Uh, Angel Di Maria from Argentina just got sentenced to a year. But in Spain, if it's more than two, if it's less than two years, you don't have to serve it. It's just you pay a fine to um, go to jail. So I read that uh, Man U is interested in, in picking up Ronaldo. Well, that's Ronaldo. That's where he was first sold for $84 million yeah. to... Uh, to Real Madrid, I mean, I, to me, it's it's one of those things that the soccer world has that he said she said mentality of like stirring up rumors, getting that money because they want to get the most money is, is now. And if, I don't know if you pay attention to soccer, but now it's ridiculous. Well, it's like players still- are going for like average players are going for like forty million 
average players, like like run of the mill, run of the, like I mean like one of the mill. These guys are top athletes. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not, when I say average, I don't mean like minor league players from baseball, AAA baseball. I mean like they're good, but it's more of like a forty million. Uh, is five years ago would have been like unheard of, just on normal, like just buying a person. A you're not, you're not buying a Ronaldo. You're just buying a person. Yeah. So a body. A, a body or a person who wants to fill that role. But now the top young kids are going for a hundred million, like Pogba. Yeah. And they're talking about this 19 year old from France going for over a hundred million. And so do you think Ronaldo is still one of the, the, is he number one still in the world or uh, I think he's one of those players that you have a team that you're going to be a winning team if he's in your team. Cause there's, a, there's 11 people on the field similar to like the team mentality. And he's the one that kind of gets the scores, gets the, he plays, he does the big goals that need to happen. Uh, and so I think he would definitely be an asset. So LeBron and, I, and clearly there are people who have money to spend. Uh, Cause I don't know if you knew about the billion dollar deal they're going on with the TV rights. Yeah. In the Premier League. So it's yeah. like the the rates for people now are just out of control. Even for like mid table, bottom table teams, they have so much money. They're getting the bottom table team got seventy million dollars. It's just so popular. Yeah. And so like if your bottom level team is getting seventy million dollars a year guaranteed, they're gonna buy they're gonna spend that money <laughs> yeah. and buy those forty million dollar people and it's just it's it's amazing how much money people spend now well, in that soccer, and that's the whole reason why the Premier League has become such the powerhouse that it, that it, it yeah. is in the sport. Well, that's probably why the tax world. evasion. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> no, no, it's really bad in Spain. Like it's it's getting to, they're yeah. finding all these people who are just not paying their taxes. So I, I don't know. I, to me, that just seems realistic. You have the money, just pay it. But um, well, do you really think Ronaldo does his taxes? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's got a, a team or a staff, but and I'm sure they chose to not pay. You know, for it wasn't a Oopsie, you know. But. I wouldn't put it. it would, I wouldn't doubt it was an oopsie. Really? Well, because if you think about it, image rights, are a really interesting thing to look into, because it's it's almost like it's a performance right. So where is your image right being sold in? Where are you at the time? Similar to like when people love playing the Super Bowl in Texas, because you don't have to pay taxes on the money you earned while playing in the Super Bowl here, but in California you had to pay a tax because that's how the Super Bowl pays you out. That's yeah. how the NFL pays you out. Very similar to. Over there, and like, and that's one of the most amazing thing to me. If you read about France, England, Germany, and also in Spain, like for example, French France has such a high tax rate. When they get those big name players, they have to. They're spending not just like what they're reporting; they're spending double that. Oh wow! Because they have to make up for what they want to earn. Yeah. So if I want to earn two hundred thousand dollars a week. They had to pay me four hundred thousand more because they're taking two hundred because they're doing no. It's like seventy percent goes oh. to taxes there. Oh. Some crazy number, and so it's that's why the image rights really it's interesting that they would file taxes on it in Spain because maybe he's based off in Portugal because that's where he's from. Well, maybe yeah. that's where his and that's what their argument's going to be or something like that. It's gonna be, there's a lot of money over there with this. The soccer world is crazy. It's weird. It's so much money. They get paid so much more money than football players, and I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't it's think how so much either. money? Because I think we're. I think Messi, I think Messi makes over three hundred thousand dollars a week. A week. A week. Dick, when am I going to start getting paid that? Uh, <laughs> when am I going to start getting paid that? But also, he's the best in the world, so that's a set in the yeah. bar right there. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. It's, and then um, Bayern Munich came out and said, you know, they're not going to have anything to do with them. They don't want to have anything to do with them. Well, funny thing about Bayern Munich is they have a real strict policy about their wage structure. And also who they buy. Their most expensive player is like $42 million or something like that. That's oh. the max they've ever spent. And, I mean, is it because 
of the the system there or like yeah, the I think it's just the mentality system? the the soccer uh, Bayern Munich is owned by the the members so like if you and I can be a member if we lived in Munich mm. and so it's just it's a collection of a club of like different sports they have basketball they have tennis they have chess there's a Bayern Munich chess team and so it's like that the membership owns it and that was something that the board as the membership they all agreed on what their wage structure is and what they do there, they don't pay out. They don't have a player that makes triple the amount of another player. Okay. And, like, it's completely different from MLS. Like, if you ever look at the way structure in MLS, it's insane. Well, yeah, but the MLS is more like the American sports as far as pay structure is set up, right? Yeah, well, you have a player, uh, like, for example, if you look at Toronto, you got Bradley making $5 million a year. And then another person on our team is making $40,000 a year. So it's just kind of like, that's huge. Uh, but over there, it's a lot different for their wage structure. But yeah, Bayern Munich is really strict on that wage structure for them because that's just what they've always done. So they done. just wouldn't pick up the contract. They, just, they would not pay that for that much money for any player probably. Yeah, so, let alone Ronaldo. Because players can be bad. And you're spending that kind of money. You're either trying to bank on his personality and image rights to sell. To sell jerseys, to sell the tickets, and to sell other players to join. Because, I mean, if you have Messi on your team, people are going to be the young kids who are good. Are like, I want to play with Messi. Yeah. I'm not going to screw that chance up. If someone offers me a chance to play with Messi, I'm going to play. Yeah. And that's what Neymar basically did. He plays at Barcelona. Yeah. He's like one of the biggest sports stars, world sports stars. He's in Triple X. I mean, <laughs> randomly he's in Triple X. So, uh, but yeah. But. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's one of those systems. Anyways, I know we're we're probably budding up close onto a break right now. So really quick, running through, we're gonna talk Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Um, they finally announced the fight date, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, NBA talk real quick. Uh, trade between the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Lakers are going to send over uh, Timothy Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell to the Nets for uh, Brooke Lopez and a 27th overall pick next year in the next draft, 2018. Um, the major uh, you know, consequences from this sort of situation is that Magic is freeing up a lot of cap space, not for this upcoming season, but for next year. And uh, the, the big play there is because they got um, – we got LeBron going and everything like that, you know, into free agency next year. So I think he's going to try to make a play from there. And speaking of LeBron and the Cavaliers, we're going to come back from the, this break and we're going to talk about the David Griffin situation over there in Cleveland and, uh, you know, how, how how this is all kind of an illogical situation to go through. But stay tuned. Keep listening to me, Jake, from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome 
Welcome back here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You are listening to me, Jake from Sports Talk. Glad to have you in this afternoon. Um, Before we went to the last break, and we we just did a little wrap-up of this last sports week, but but right before we went to the break, I mentioned David Griffin, uh, the GM of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, parts ways uh, on Monday with... Um, you know, with the team and everything, and and they're coming out and they're reporting that you know, hey, this this was a um, a mutual a, a a mutual breakup, a friendly breakup, no no hard feelings in this uh, in this situation. I don't believe that for a second. Um, just because you look at at Griffin when he came into this into the situation at, in in Cleveland, he you know devotes three years of just Turning this organization from, a, you know, I mean, he had LeBron at the time, and he, you know, so they were headed in the right direction already. But, but he he took this dysfunctional, you know, team that was re- that's ran by Dan Gilbert, um, and and he brought it around. I mean, he he uh, structured contracts to make sure that LeBron was happy. He brought in Kevin Love. He brought in other uh, you know key assets as far as you know off the bench and stuff like that, and. I mean, if you were to really look at it, he was, you know, behind LeBron James. He's probably the second most important person that you can contribute Cleveland to winning their NBA championship, uh, just based on all the pieces that he brought in. And, um, you know, and, and he did actually such a good job with LeBron that he got him, he got, you know, he got LeBron to change his his typical one-year contract signing and got him to sign a two-year contract, which means that, you know, LeBron couldn't even think about leaving this current offseason, which is huge because it gives, you know, the Cavaliers basically one more year of guaranteed play with him before, you know, LeBron could potentially leave. And, um, and yeah, so, I mean, I got to say that, you know, Dan Gilbert knew that this could go wrong. And, um, and, and the, the pure, belief behind, you know, the fact that they knew that this could go wrong or that he knew that this could go wrong was because he'd never consulted LeBron James on this. And if you look at just about every other move that the Cavaliers have made since, you know, or, or yeah, since right before LeBron came back to uh, Cleveland and said, look, if I'm going to come back and play for you guys, this is what I want. Dan Gilbert has consulted LeBron on everything. And, you know, he got lucky that, Griffin didn't go and make a big deal into this, which he, he, in my opinion, he easily could have. And now they're showing interest in Chauncey Billups, someone that has zero front office experience. Granted, he's, you know, he's got a great rapport with a lot of the current players in the league for multiple teams. He's got uh, a good rapport with just as far as, you know, all the owners he's ever worked with. He's, he's a good guy. He's, he's a nice guy. He's easy to get along with uh, as far as I can tell. Um, but he's got no front office experience. And, you know, I'm not going to trade out a veteran GM for a rook when I know that I need a GM that's going to be able to get me the, the, the fourth piece that I need to compete with the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. And I'm going to trust a rookie to do this for me? Or, or am I going to trust Dan, or sorry, David, uh, uh, or, uh, sorry about that, David Griffin, who, 
you know, has has proven himself over the last three years to be able to get the essential key pieces. And and so I, I know that, that this didn't go over smoothly as uh, Dan Gilbert's playing it off, but, you know, he, he definitely got lucky that Griffin didn't make a bigger deal out of this. Um, and, it, I mean, someone like Griffin who, you know, has the, the, the resume that he has, he, he's going to get a job, you know, no problem uh, on, you know, going here in the future. I'm sure he'll actually have a job before Cleveland ends up picking their new uh, GM, whether it is Chauncey Billups or whoever. I, I They met with Billups on Monday, and I know they, they had plans to meet with a few others, but th- they had already, you know, come out and said that they had strong interest in Billups, and Billups has had strong interest in going into a front office position but, you know, at the end of this, when, you know, when, when all said and done at the end of the next year, if Chauncey Billups doesn't put together the appropriate team, the team necessary to at least be competitive with the Warriors, if not beat them in the finals, Dan Gilbert, I wouldn't be surprised if you're kissing LeBron James goodbye again you're walking him out of Cleveland again because he's not going to stick around if you're going to keep making illogical decisions like this I mean this is terrible Gilbert is is creating a situation he's basically forcing LeBron's hand because if Chauncey Billups doesn't pan out and 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 granted I mean Billups has got an easy job I mean come on the, the Cavaliers aren't in trouble right now of losing anything in the east there's no way and there's no way that, you know, they're not going to make it back to the NBA Finals. But if, if Billups doesn't put together a competitive team for for them to have a chance to compete and and go neck and neck, literally neck and neck with the Warriors, no, forget it. He, he, LeBron will be gone. LeBron's going to go to L.A. LeBron's going to go team up with CP3, or he's going to go to the Lakers and team up with Paul George, who is most likely going to end up there the next offseason anyways. And and I, I, I don't know if Chauncey Billups is the man to to work with the Pacers and bring Paul George in for a one-year rental and say, look, you know, because well, you, can't, you can't give away love. Giving away love and bringing in Paul George is the only solution that you can really put together and say that, okay, yes, we have a chance to beat the Warriors now. Or... But you, but you can't you you can't do an even trade. You can't say okay, we'll give you love for George, because then, yes, you're better in 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 some areas, but you're losing your three point, uh, you know, efficiency, because Love has a better efficiency surprisingly than Paul George, and at the end of the day, you know that's really, you know, how you're going to have to beat the Warriors because there's no way that you can, you, you can try to out, you know out scheme them on the defensive side of the ball. There's no way you're going to have to outscore them because that's how dominant and powerful that Warriors offense is. So, you know, when, you know, when, when LeBron ends up leaving next year, because you couldn't put together a team to win him another ring, then Dan Gilbert, you have nobody to blame other than yourself. So, you know, and, and, LeBron leaving Cleveland is not a big deal. And I, I saw a, a, a story flash across the 
the bottom of NBC Sports the other day, and they were proposing the question of, you know, does LeBron have to feel bad if he leaves, you know, the, for a second time? Does he still owe anything to the city of Cleveland, Ohio? And, you know, my answer to that is is, is no. You know, he doesn't he, – he brought a championship team to your city. Him and David Griffin worked together to bring in the essential pieces – to put together the perfect team in order to bring you at least one championship. And now that your city, the city of Believeland, who you know was on a drought in all sports for 50, 60 years almost, and yeah, he doesn't owe you guys diddly squat. And plus, you know, who, you know, why wouldn't he go to LA and finish his career out making the same amount of money? But instead of watching a smog-diffused sunset, he can sit on the beach and watch, you know, it sink away into the ocean. So, all right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk over uh, about the Conor McGregor and Money Floyd Mayweather Jr. fight. I I, I always forget that he's a junior. So, yeah, stick around. Keep listening to Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. And reach out to me on the on the social media sites, man. I, I want to hear what you guys think. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Dick, my, my last name is pronounced Lafleur. Lafleur. Well, okay. That's Jacob Lafleur, 1993 at gmail.com. But I, I agree with you. I do need to make it a more suitable or an easier to remember email and, and easier to spell as well because I bet you a lot of people don't know how to spell the last name Lafleur. So. How about Jake from Sports Talk? At gmail.com. That's what I was going to do. But you know what? I'm going to take it. No, no, please, please do. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake LaFleur, here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to follow me on all the social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, if you're listening in the Conroe area, we're going to be up. My show specifically is going to be up soon on Channel 12 on Sudden Link. Make sure you tune in there, find out the schedule and everything. Um, and guys, message me on Facebook. Reach out to me. Email me at that at that jlafleur1993 at yahoo or gmail.com. And um, you know, let me know what you think. I, I want to have good sports discussions. You know, I want to I want to know what my listeners believe. Do you really think that that Dan Gilbert is an idiot as I do, or do you you know think that he is making the right move by letting Griffin go. You know, tell me, reach out, tell me why you think these things. But 
as I said before we are going to break, we were going to discuss the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather Jr. circus that they're selling as a fight. And I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked that this got done once the, I guess the initial rumor came out about seven or eight months ago. And so I was not shocked when, you know, it actually all fell into place. A lot of people said, oh, no, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. Dana White, uh, the head, well, he, he doesn't own uh, the UFC anymore, but he's the, I guess, the head manager. I don't know his official title, but he is the head manager for the UFC, and that man knows how to get deals done, and he makes so much money for the UFC, and I don't think a lot of people realize it. Where a lot of people don't like him is that he they feel as though he takes advantage of his fighters at times, which I, at you know, well, for what those guys do, technically they should pay, get paid a lot more in their contracts. But that's another story for another time, because we've got to discuss this, you know, McGregor Mayweather fight, and I'm I'm super excited about this, as well as super ashamed about this fight, because according to Forbes magazine, McGregor is a 15 to four underdog. And the fans are eating it up. Uh, the money on him is pouring in, whether that be to win, uh, win by knockout, uh, or to last you know more than nine and a half rounds, which is currently the over-under. Um, and a Bovada sportsbook manager said that, and this was on the Forbes magazine website, he estimates that this fight might be the biggest single decision for us in any single event ever. So mean, that what that means is that if Floyd wins and McGregor doesn't make it past the nine and a half round, then, you know, Vegas is going to win. They're not going to win huge, but they're going to win. You know, they'll win some money. But if McGregor wins, the swing and how much money they're going to lose off of this fight, if he wins by knockout, how much money they're going to lose off of this fight. So every sports bookie has no problem taking in these bets, but they're kind of kind of sitting on pins and needles until August 26th, which they, yes, they did announce finally the, the date. It is August 26th at the, uh, what is it? The T-Mobile uh, arena in Las Vegas, which funny side note on that. Uh, they had ice cube uh, scheduled for that night. And now they're having to bump him <laughs> for the Conor McGregor fight with Mayweather. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, you look at the money they're uh, expecting, about 70 million in ticket sales, which is going to average out to about 3,600 ticket. Um, and and th- comparing that to the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, those tickets sold for about 42,000 on average, or 4,200 on average. Um, $100 per pay-per-view, they're expecting somewhere between, you know, basically in the upper hundreds of millions. So, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, this is going to pour in. And... Um, I, I I was reading an article when I was I was looking into you know when they finally did announce, and this guy was, and I don't know how credible he was, and it it wasn't on a very sharp site, but he was pointing out the fact that you know McGregor, with his height is five nine and Mayweather's five eight, he outreaches Mayweather uh, by two inches, he's got twelve years of age on him, and he's got. Uh, three pounds, oh, almost four pounds on Mayweather. 
and he was saying that because of all these stats and everything that, you know, he was going to end up beating Mayweather. And this was, you know, the reason why this was going to be the biggest upset in, in boxing history. And this is, you know, just such a, a rocky moment that, you know, as in Rocky Balboa, you know, the, the pure underdog going into the ring and and not having a shot to win and pulling out the upset. And I just, to know what, to know the honest truth of what is actually going to happen is look at the Van Heerden footage that uh, was leaked by McGregor's camp. And it, it was an edited version and uh, and it, it basically was there to make McGregor look better that that he was doing better than he actually was. And Vierden, you know, uh, Van Van Heerden came out and and yeah, he, they said no that that was an edited video and everything. And he he complimented in a in an article he complimented uh, McGregor's ability to punch. He said, yeah, you know, the guy's got a, a solid you know hard punch, but. Um, he came out and officially said, you know, he has no shot. Uh, he, where, where's the other article? Um, yes, Connor can hit hard, but Mayweather is just going to move him around in the ring, make him miss on his punches and land his own punches whenever he wants. The only chance of beating Floyd Mayweather is with a lucky sucker punch. If that doesn't tell you how bad this fight is going to be, there's no, there's no convincing you. I mean, it, so uh, Van Heerden, a little background on him. He's the 30th ranked boxer in the world at the weight class that, that Mayweather is retired from. And he was on, uh, he had just in the video, he had just gotten back from vacation partying in the interview. He said, I was really tired that day. I was out of shape and McGregor couldn't hang with me for 12 rounds. And I mean, that's just, yeah, there's no way. There's no way that this is going to be a good fight. What what uh, capacity is this fight being taken place? Like, who? What official capacity? What do you mean? What official? Like, is it? It's it's boxing. So he so McGregor had to do the, like the registration. Yeah. So the, so he's registered in the state of Nevada for boxing. For boxing. And so is there like a league for boxing that he's a part of now? Uh, well, I guess it's just the national. You know, I'm just curious. I don't know anything about boxing. So, I mean, I'm not overly knowledgeable. I we should have Cindy Cochran. Are we uh, are we talking like a title? Or is this, no, this, this is, is just not an expedition. A, no, just an expedition, not a title fight at all. Which is, uh, some people believe that it, that's going to hinder the amount of money that comes in for the fight. But well, it, so that if I was a boxer, I'd be pissed. Well, a lot of the boxers he just leapfrogged everybody. Well, yeah, and a lot and a lot of boxers have already come out and said that, and they were like, yeah, you know, we we don't like this because we don't want this to set a precedent. We don't want MMA guys thinking that they can just come over at any time and hop in. And, you know, I mean, how many people have been waiting to fight uh, Mayweather to try to take his title from him? I mean, actual title contending fights. Mm -hmm. And Well, this was just delayed. Well, they, well Mayweather's retired. And he, he was happy and content with 49 wins. And now he's going to end up getting his 50th. And, uh, yeah, all these boxers were like, we've been trying for – you know, months now to get him to come out of retirement and come and fight for, so we can take his belt from him. And yeah, here comes McGregor just, you know, popping over the fence. And well, then it's just a cash grab. Everyone knows it and they're going to enjoy the fight. And that's it. So would you pay for it? 
I know you're not a boxing fan, but would you? Pay oh, well, I definitely will be involved with somebody, and uh, their money will be given to them to pay for. I'll pay for it. I mean, hundred dollars by myself? No, there's no way. I I go to some place by myself, but we're probably gonna watch it as a group of people. Well, yeah, it's. And, a, I'm I'm bashing it over here, but I'm definitely buying this. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's kind of, and this is from an average spectator. I think that's what people are kind of want to see, and they're probably testing the waters with this, because the MMA is kind of plateaued, in my opinion, for creating that pay-per-view money yeah and same thing with boxing i think it plateaued with how bad the pacquiao and mayweather, mayweather went like how disappointed i guess the average they're like that was kind of boring or wasn't entertaining enough to keep me coming back and paying a hundred dollars well so the average viewer of you know the average occasional payer for a pay-per-view boxing match doesn't realize that mayweather is a boring fighter that's his style that's his trademark i mean he, he no yeah he lives off of that so I'm I'm curious about this fight. I mean, they totally got everyone again because they created that angle of we have this Conor McGregor guy who people already pay a lot of money to watch him fight because they just like his attitude. I mean, and he, he's got a hell of a punch, but there's no way he lands. What happens if he kicks him? Just well, out of just out so, of like yeah. habit. So uh, the state of Nevada said that um, they will sue McGregor and he'll lose everything money wise from this fight if he. Because I can't imagine, MMA imagine the training you have to go through without wanting to use your body that way. Well, well, because he's been trained for his, well, almost know, his whole life to use his like, full body. So. Especially if he gets knocked down on the ground. And, yeah, if he kind of, like, lunges up for a tackle. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, say he gets knocked down and he's waiting for the grapple to come down or whatever. So it's would be interesting to see what, what he does there. I'll be curious to see how Mayweather handles this fight because I want to know – I want. Mayweather has been very unusually quiet. Well, there's nothing to prove. That's one thing I'm trying to figure out. Well, it's out a lose lose for him, but I want to see him go more offensive. Maybe out he of knocks him out. That's what I'm saying. That'd I want to see him go for the actual knockout. He only has like nine knockouts. Yeah, that's not his style. Like, he's not a, a knockout because his punches aren't. I mean, he can punch. Well, he has hard. brutal hands from what I was reading. Yeah, but he's not. Like, he, every knockout he's out, he's broken his hand. Yeah, so that's that's what I mean. So like he he's not the the killer puncher that everybody else you know is in the boxing world. He's the the float like a butterfly, not the sting like a bee. So I want him to attack McGregor. I want the knockout because I just think that'll be absolutely hilarious. To answer your question, it's the uh, National Boxing Association. Oh, yeah, I was just I, I mean because to me I know there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of levels in that. And I was just wondering if Connor just gives him call. Hey, I want to fight this guy. Well, what you got to, yeah, you, you have to apply for it. You got to go through that whole process. So, all right, guys, um, uh, Dick is pushing me up on a uh, on a break here. So we are going to go to commercial break. Uh, this is our last commercial break, going into our last segment, and we're going to get into the "You Blew It" segment. Talk about a uh, a few funny situations, a few funny things I saw over uh, over the weekend from the uh, the sports week. So, stay tuned here to Lone Star Community Radio, one hundred four point five, one hundred six point one. Worldwide on IR, LoneStar.com. And uh, reach out. Let me know what you think about the McGregor fight. Let me know uh, Let me know if you think Connor actually has more than just a puncher's chance. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Lone Star Community Radio with 
Jake from Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake LaFleur. Glad to have you in here for our last segment, the You Blew It segment. Um, but before we uh, we get on into that, I did want to note uh, one other thing before I go on to with um, with Ronaldo. Real quick, back onto the soccer talk. If he stays, he's not going to have to serve any jail time, right? Well, Spain's a little different the way they do stuff for like nonviolent crimes. I think even in like first time offenders, basically anything. Uh, given to you two years or under, you don't have to serve it. No matter I, – I actually, I think it's pretty much across the board, like, whatever you do. I don't think if you murder somebody, you might be a little different. But, like, this kind of offense, he wouldn't have to serve time. He just had to pay a fine. Okay. And realistically, probably, like, in all the past cases, like the Messi case and the Di Maria case and all, they just paid. They paid, you know, $14 million there. They paid, you know, $25 million. I think I think Messi had to pay, like, 30 million. But uh, but then again, it's probably not him. It's probably whoever's doing the books, and they just didn't file it right, or that'd be a big old oopsie. Yeah. But uh, but they're going after everybody now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so. crazy. Um, all right, so, yes, the final segment of uh, my show every week is going to be the You Blew It segment. Um, and I, I get that line from if any of y'all have ever seen Billy Madison, and, and he just screams and yells. At the uh, the little boy, little boy, you blew it. So that's it. This is going to be the you blew it segment, and uh, we're going to start out. Did you, Dick, see the uh, Tim Tebow uh, minor league game when he swung at his second pitch and launched his bat into the stands? It, yeah, it went all the way into the second deck, and it, it hit this poor. I mean, he was probably sixty five year old man, and. and and the 65-year-old man was just like, uh, 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 and he was, I looked like he got shot. And, and Tebow, you could just see the pure pain on his face that he hurt another human being, another living item. So it, it was real comical. Uh, the other one was uh, LeBron James' uh, water balloon fight. So LeBron from this past weekend had uh, his Father's Day celebration slash uh, son's 10-year-old birthday party. And uh, for his son's 10th birthday, he built him a sports complex in their backyard, uh, soccer field, football field, basketball court, and everything like. Well, so he's out there playing basketball with these ten-year-olds, and he's no shame dunking like right on them, up in their face. And uh, I encourage all y'all to go out and watch this. But they finish up this party with a water balloon fight. LeBron wasn't holding back. I mean, you're talking about a grown man, just full power, taking water balloons and chunking them as hard as he can at these little 10-year-olds. There's a, a gif out there of him um, chunking the water balloon, hitting a little kid, and, uh, and you just see LeBron, like, running away, chuckling, uh, you know, chuckling, laughing, and then the little kid's just, like, sitting there holding his arm in just pure pain. Uh, so, yeah, LeBron was letting off some uh, some. Must need, much needed stress relief there with that water balloon fight. Um, another one that I saw was now kind of switching over to the uh, golf arena. And yes, the U.S. Open, 2017 U.S. Open was this past weekend uh, at the, um, oh, I forget the name of the golf course in Wisconsin now. Um, but uh, Kepka won, and great for him. It was it wasn't a very interesting and, and awesome uh, U.S. Open just because the course was really easy, so there wasn't a whole lot of challenge for 
uh, a lot of the golfers. They, actually, this was the most golfers they had at under par in the final round at, since like the 60s or 70s. So, but the funniest portions that came out of uh, this U.S. Open was uh, on Sunday, Sergio Garcia's outfit that he chose to wear. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're not driving right now, if you're at your computer, at your desk, listening on IRLoneStar.com, go and look up uh, Sergio Garcia's outfit from the 2017 U.S. Open. He's teeing off on the first hole, and as soon as I see him teeing off, I immediately made the comment to my brother as we were watching it, and I go, oh, it's a me, a Mario. He's got a red hat on, a red shirt, and blue, uh, like, navy blue slacks, and all I wanted to, all I wanted to say was, um, I, like, yeah, all he missed, all he was missing was the, you know, suspenders that Mario wears, so, and then, um, and then lastly is the Joe Buck, uh, blooper and I, I i'm really thinking i'm really considering just doing a you know joe buck joe buck blew it sort of segment you know maybe next week we'll just do a pure joe buck just terrible calls from his entire sports career he is not my favorite sports commentator but uh take a listen to how joe buck right after kepka wins uh you know adds a little, adds a little flavor to the uh commentator commentation his girlfriend, Becky Edwards, All-American soccer player at Florida State, pro soccer player. And Joe, that's actually his new girlfriend. That's Jenna Sims. They were all staying together this week. Facts, I'm glad you got the girlfriend thing right. Well, good friend of mine, Matt Broom, knows him pretty well and sent me that name. And Brooks told me secretively that they were together this week. Oh, really? Look at you oh, yeah. up on all the gossip on the PGA Tour. Hey, I live right near these guys. Wow, you got to keep up with Brooks and Fax is your guy for that. Oh, oh Joe Buck, how I love you. How how it's such a love-hate relationship there. You provide us with such funny com uh, commentary so often, and you bring so much joy and misery to my Sunday football watching. And I, I, I the U.S. Open is one of my favorite golf events behind the masters every year i look forward to watching it and unfortunately it gets ruined every year now because joe buck and fox are doing the broadcast for it and it, it fury infuriates me all right guys uh we're down to the last minute i've got to go i do want to mention though um and i'll have to actually check with Dick, do you know where the Houston Dynamo and uh, Dallas FC are playing this weekend? Or is, is it in Houston or in Dallas? Yeah, it's it's a rivalry weekend. That's their new MLS's yeah. deal, and they're playing in Houston. It's in Houston, yeah. Yes. So it's a real big game, actually. Um, make sure, uh, I don't know, go support your Dynamo, man. Go support your Houston, your Houston uh, sports. Because if you want to actually talk about an affordable game to go watch, the soccer games are actually affordable. It's not like going to see a baseball uh, basketball or football game and in addition to that the stadium is is really nice and it, there's not a bad seat in that house it's on friday but by the way it's friday eight o'clock friday you can watch it on espn and i think in fox and then unamas it wouldn't be espn would it well they do uh i don't know about the blackout i think they i know root sports has the rights to it but their rivalry week might be a little different it might, it might not actually be a national well i thought uh fox held all the rights to the national broadcast for the soccer so no, they have ESPN too. Oh, they do. Okay, okay. I didn't get to show how much I watched soccer. You know, it's funny. I watched uh, the last Dynamo game 
on on uh, Facebook. They streamed oh, it really? on Facebook. Unamas uh, did it on Facebook, so I watched it that way. The Spanish broadcast? Yeah, the Spanish broadcast with the English-speaking commentary. It was really random. That's cool. So they're playing LA Galaxy over in LA. So actually, hey, the, the, I've actually been to that game. Have you really? Yeah, in LA. I went to go see the Houston Dodgers. I was the only person wearing a Dynamo jersey, <laughs> but it was great. That's cool. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, Dick's giving me the finger. Not that one, but, you know, the other finger. So thank you so much for listening to me, Jake from Sports Talk, here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Guys, don't forget to follow me on all the social media websites, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Email me at uh, soon to probably change. But for now, Jacob Lafleur, 1993 at yahoo.com. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know if you want me to talk more soccer with Dick, or let me know if you want me to dive in, uh, you know, more into a different subject. You know, let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you think I'm an idiot or if you think uh, I'm I'm incredibly intelligent. So, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday from 12 to one. Or sorry, 12 to one. From one to two, here on Lone Star Community Radio. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.